0: where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 174, the 2018 NWTF Convention and Sports Show Recap. And I am your host... And the guy who is obviously back from the convention and obviously stoked. And I think after listening to today's episode, you'll realize why I'm so stoked. But one of the reasons is that we are 21 days, 8 hours, 43 minutes, and 34 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So as I mentioned, I had a great weekend. I was very busy and quite productive as well. Because of what I do nine to five, normally on an average workday, the activity tracker on my telephone is telling me things like, hey, get up and do something, you slug. Even though I go to the gym generally about three times per week and lift weights and do cardio. I still get those messages throughout the day from my phone. So during three full days of walking around the Opryland Resort and Hotel in Nashville, attending seminars, calling contests, walking through the exhibit hall, and meeting many of you guys who listen to the show, each day my phone was telling me, Whoa, whoa, slow down. Is everything all right? Hey, who's chasing you? What can I do to help you? Do I need to call 911? The Opryland is huge. The show is huge. It was a blast. And all that walking around was just getting me primed and ready to chase some turkeys in a few short weeks. So today, I'm going to walk you through my weekend and play some audio for you as well. But before I do, I want to thank those of you guys who listen to the show who took time out of your busy show schedule to contact me and say hello or just stopped me while I was walking from point A to point B. It is nice to see several familiar faces and to catch up with a few of you whom I missed last year as well. That truly is one of my highlights of the show weekend every year. I love to meet you guys. Okay, so the NWTF Convention and Sports Show started for me Friday morning while I raced through the entrance to the exhibit hall with several hundred people so that I could make my way to the Indian Creek Chokes booth where the guys at Apex were set up selling their TSS shotgun shells. You may remember that I had Nick Charney with Apex Munitions on an episode this past summer talking about TSS shells. Well, this year I got to meet Jason Lonsberry with Apex and talked to him a little bit Friday evening. That is after I bought two boxes of Apex ammo. I'm excited about getting to shoot those new loads, new to me anyway, and I have decided that I'm taking you guys to the range with me when I get ready to pattern the Apex shells from my turkey guns. So that episode will be coming up sometime in the next couple of weeks, and I need to know how these shells pattern for my guns before I take them to the woods. And season starts soon, so I've gotta get rolling with that. After leaving the Apex booth, I stopped by the head-to-head turkey calling competition before spending the remainder of the day in seminars on Friday. I didn't stay for the entire competition, but I did stream a little bit of it on Twitter and recorded some audio for you guys as well. And I don't even remember who was calling when I was running the audio recordings and they don't typically announce names of callers. They'll announce numbers of callers to keep the judges impartial. So I can't even remember who was calling, who I got to record while I was there. But I'll promise you it doesn't even really matter because what you're about to hear is going to sound like a bunch of turkeys anyway. Listen to these guys for a few minutes and I'll catch up with you afterwards.
1: Caller one when you're ready. Cutting of the excited hand. Caller number one, your key run. Number one, the adult assembly yell. new callers. Let's give these guys a round of applause. Good job, guys. Sounding good.
2: All right, guys, what do you think? Caller number one?
1: How about caller number two?
2: Hopefully it's your girlfriend or something like that. Hopefully, so. (laughs) Not mine, so. Anyhow, hey, guys, as
1: you know, elimination. One of you
2: are going to move forward and one of you are going to go home. Good luck to both of you. It's going to be up to the judges here. We'll let them tally the scores and let's see who is going to move on.
1: Alright, moving on. into round number two is caller number two. And my next set of callers to the stage.
0: So as you can hear, these guys are just insanely good with their calling. You know, it really hurts my feelings to know that I will never call that well, no matter how much I practice, because I just don't have the ear for music and sound that these guys do. Now, just because I'll never sound that good doesn't mean that I won't kill as many or maybe even more turkeys than some of these guys in my lifetime, because I don't have to sound like the prettiest turkey in the woods. I just have to sound like the one with the loosest morals. (laughs) Love me and leave me, big boy. I'm over here. (laughs) Anyway, a huge congrats to Jesse Martin for winning this year's head-to-head competition. And Jesse actually won last year's Grand National Senior Division Championship as well. You know, I like that head-to-head competition because the caller who wins the entire competition has to be the best caller each time he steps onto the stage. And it's one thing to be the best caller once, but it's another thing to be the best caller through several different rounds of competition. So that head-to-head competition is always a lot of fun for me, and I enjoy it even though I didn't get to stay for the entire thing because... One of my goals this year for the show was to attend more seminars and to bring you guys some audio from those seminars over the course of the year. Covering the seminars is a bit challenging for a couple of reasons. First, there is almost always more than one seminar going on at one time. And secondly, the audio quality varies greatly from seminar to seminar. So Friday I was solo at the show because my lovely bride had to work all day and Cameron, the Turkey Hunter podcast intern, which by the way, no one entered the retitle Cameron contest to win a turkey call. So he is still the Turkey Hunter podcast intern until I come up with another title for him like Cameron the Super Jake. But Cameron was working his nine-to-five job Friday, so I was there solo. And being solo at the show with a recorder and a microphone is tough because you can't be in multiple places at one time, as you know. And since there's always more than one event going on at one time, you end up missing a lot of stuff. Anyway, I left the head-to-head calling competition and went into my first seminar, which was managing private lands. And at the onset, I thought that the topic may only interest a few of us, mainly landowners, but I was wrong. Rodney McKay, who's a forester with the NWTF, Kaylee Risha, who's a wildlife biologist with the NWTF for the state of New York, and Sean Coleman, a private lands leasing biologist for Texas, gave a very, Informative presentation that not only appealed to the private landowner but should be interesting for all of us as well as they discussed the EQUIP program through the NRCS, forest management, and the state programs of using federal monies to lease private lands for public hunting. So, did you catch that? The states are using federal monies to lease private lands for public hunting. Now, the libertarian in me says that is not good. But the hunter conservationist in me says this is a tremendous opportunity to increase access for hunters and by doing so, making it easier to introduce new hunters to the sport of hunting. I have to let the hunter conservationist in me win this battle. And I'm very interested in learning more about that particular program. So we'll have a show sometime this summer about this topic as many of you have told me that you're interested in legislation of our sport or learning more about the legislation of our sport. And I know that many of you are interested in hunting public land as well. And this topic involves both of those things. After I left that private land management seminar, I went to Will Primos' seminar called Box Call Magic. I always enjoy listening to Will, maybe because he is just genuinely a nice guy, or because I used to eat up the Truth series of videos about turkey hunting when I was learning the sport, or maybe it's both of those reasons, I don't know. But truthfully, I was expecting some good content from this seminar, But I was not expecting to get as much from this personally, and I was wrong about that last expectation. So, two seminars, two expectations shattered. I'll never claim to be an expert on box calls, or using them, or really anything turkey hunting related for that matter. But I actually took away some good info from that seminar, and I'll be bringing the audio of that seminar to you guys at a later date as well. After I ducked out of Will's seminar, I slipped into Eddie Salter's seminar, and Eddie always does a great job of entertaining and engaging the audience, and he gave some great tips to help out the beginners in the audience as well. And I'll be bringing Eddie's seminar to you guys at some point during the summer also. Now, my last seminar of the day was turkey dogging with Turkey Hunter Podcast show guests. Steve Hickok and J.T. Byrne. And they also had Scott Bayshore and Marlon Watkins joining them as well. Those four guys did a great job informing and entertaining the audience as well. I have to make time and put forth the effort to go turkey dogging one day. I keep saying I'm going to do it. One of these days I'm going to do it. I think it would be an amazing experience. One thing, however, that I noted in the turkey dogging seminar is that I was about the fourth or fifth youngest person in the crowd, and I'm almost 50 years old. Now, while the job that these modern-day turkey dogging hunters are doing to change legislation and to grow opportunities to enjoy the sport is phenomenal, I would hate to see their efforts fall flat in 20 or 30 years because the participants in the sport are dying off due to the aging of the hunters. Now, nonetheless, it was a great seminar that I really enjoyed and I hope to bring that to you guys sometime late summer as well, just to kind of get you a little primed for fall turkey hunting. Now that was it for me for Friday as my buddy Brian rolled into town and Cameron arrived at the Opryland as well. And it was time to start thinking about a little bit of supper. Saturday morning came pretty dang quickly with Cameron meeting me for a quick interview with Preston Pittman. And then it was back to seminars. Ray I was up first and Uncle Ray never disappoints. Even though Uncle Ray never disappoints, I had mic issues and my audio does disappoint. But in a seminar, Ray talked about scenarios and how he handled certain situations while hunting turkeys. Ray is another presenter who does a great job getting the audience involved in his presentations but especially kids and women. So I enjoyed Ray's presentation as well. Now from there it was a quick bite for breakfast and we began to divide and conquer. Cameron jumped into the seminar with the panel of world champion turkey calling champions which he videoed, and I'll be stripping the audio from that video to bring that to you guys sometime soon. I still haven't even seen that or heard it, but he raved about their seminar, so I'm excited to hear what all is in that. Now, while Cameron was in the champions panel, I sat in on the bone collector seminar, which consisted of political talk for about, 30 to 40 minutes out of an hour and 15 minute seminar. Now, in the bone collector's defense, the seminar was a question and answer session and the very first question asked of them was politically related. But my stance is generally to keep politics out of the things that I love while I'm enjoying them. Whether that is football, hopscotch, badminton, or turkey hunting. It doesn't matter. Now, I did learn this while listening to the political banter for most of their seminar. I believe that Michael Waddell is a fine spokesperson for our sport of hunting, and personally, I'm glad he's jumped into that pool of sharks, so to speak, on behalf of all of us conservationists and hunters. While I personally don't have the time or energy to deal with the misguided logic and lack of reasoning, compromising, and open-mindedness of anti-hunters, I'm glad that Michael Waddell and many of you guys listening to the show do and have. I did manage, however, to squeeze in a question during the Bone Collector seminar, and here is what they had to say about it. What is one tip or piece of advice that you guys were given when you started turkey hunting that took you to that point where you were consistently killing turkeys? We'll wait on that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: For for me, I, I I definitely can can feel what you're saying because growing up in Georgia, I remember a uh, Hearing turkeys, every time i go out, I'd hear two or three turkeys gobbling. Which I'd say in the south, if you go up in the south, you know, if you hear one or two, three turkeys, like you're excited, you know, you know, you're in the hunt. But I, I killed a turkey the first time I went hunting. Three years later, I finally killed another one. And so, for me, I think when I really got accomplished and felt confident about killing turkeys, and maybe some of you guys who collected quite a bit of beers, is when I started understanding just good instinct, just where I quit thinking, I didn't, I didn't have to really think about a, an article I read or a video I saw is to where when a turkey gobbled in a situation, it's hard to, it's hard to, to talk about or, or help you understand this, but when all of a sudden that turkey gobbles and you know there's an anxiety like, we're going to kill this turkey, we're going to get on this ridge, we're going to get right here, and immediately you know, and that's when that's when you kind of get that vibe. It, it's, it's hard, it's almost like the best thing you can do is keep hunting, and really try to record the mental mistakes, the things that happened, and then try to, when you finally do, kill a turkey, whether it's in anywhere in the country, is to see, well, what happened there that didn't happen this last time? And then it almost becomes, your mind becomes like a, a computer processing all the information, but then you don't ever think about it. It just happens. You, and that, for me, is when... I felt like I had confidence to confidence kill turkeys. And some of you guys might know what I'm talking about. You know, you get there, you're hooting the turkey gobbles, and based on the tree, maybe they're 100 yards different than they were the morning before. And it's just like, I'm sitting there with a Nick or T-Bone, or maybe my wife, and I'm like, we got his butt this morning. I know what he's going to do. I know what he's going to do. Or you, you're calling a turkey down on the bottom, and, and you, you know, you get salt soft at him, and he cuts you off. You just get that instinct. And then also, too, another thing that's really pushed the edge over that's really controversial is the the use of decoys now as far as uh, aggressively, kind of, lack of better words, a puppet show, which can be very dangerous. We have learned uh, that really you can truly manipulate and make a turkey completely dumb, even the smartest longspur turkey, based on his uh, ego and his macho man and that protect him of that flock visually. So you use what he's got best going for and which is his eyesight to manipulate him based on um, you know just showing him a decoy not putting it out hoping he sees it i mean you're you're moving and you're showing him that decoy so there's been a lot of different techniques that's been developed the last 10 years that's really helped fill a lot of tags and so i think just having an open mind to to everything you know and, hunt, and, and also hunting the way you want to hunt but some people don't want to hunt that way i just like to hunt you know whatever's legal and get it get it flopping that's why i like killing
1: yeah people. i think that's what i was going to say too is just being aggressive I think a lot of people sit back and call and call and call and try to get them to come to them every time and if you know that bird's out there in front of you and you got a good decoy you know and you think you're in a safe spot where nobody's going to shoot your decoy you just get on your hands and knees and get dirty and make your way up through there because nine times of ten if you got the decoy in front of you, you're crawling through there that turkey like michael said sees a little bit of movement and then he sees that red head on that decoy i mean he's going to come and take a look and even if he stays out there he's going to let you crawl in a little bit closer so um, I think rather than just sitting with your back against a tree and just sitting there and yelping, yelp and yelp and hoping one shows up, you know, if you hear one gobble it gives you that gives you that uh, kind of courtesy gobble when he, you know, just gives you one gobble and you never hear him again, you know he's there. So get on your hands and knees, get dirty and crawl up through the woods until you see him, get a visual on him and then pop that decoy up and just keep moving and it's amazing what happens. I mean, once you get a little bit aggressive with him you can really get a lot more turkeys killed and like Michael said some people some people enjoy sitting against a tree and calling right into the decoy I, I love doing that where I where I hunt in Minnesota It's just really small pieces of land so you can't chase them hard so I set up a blind put out a couple of decoys and it's a waiting game you know shoot them with the bow. they come right in and whack them right there but you know if you got a good chunk of ground that you can run and gun and move around on I think being really aggressive you know Michael's definitely taught it taught us that and and uh, getting down and Getting your knees wet and getting dirty and getting snow on your on your pants is, is the way to go, you know. So I think you definitely kill more turkeys that way. Yeah, just hanging around him and listening
3: to him, I, that's what I was going to add to that, being aggressive. like I've always been the type, especially the turkey call, I'm like, man, I, I have the mindset of, I don't want to screw up, I don't want to screw up. So I, I wouldn't hardly ever call or I wouldn't move around, I, you know, I wouldn't try to go to him or sneak in or wouldn't try to use a decoy or whatever. But, you know, just watching certain people and especially listening to him. Uh, I, uh, uh, a saying that I always use in archery is uh, shoot maybe, no shoot, no maybe. So, I mean, we only got so much time out there in the woods and sometimes you just got to make it happen. Otherwise, you're just going to be sitting there and saying, I should have, could have, would have, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. 20 So, uh, don't be, don't be afraid to, to push it a little bit.
0: Hopefully you caught that at the very beginning. That was T-Bone saying that he's still waiting on that one piece of information or that one tip that'll take him to where he's consistently killing turkeys. But Michael Waddell answered the question first, and then Nick answered next, and then T-Bone was last there. So hopefully that was something that you guys can take away, put in your pocket, put in your turkey vest, and use this coming season to help you have a little bit more success. After leaving the bone collector seminar, it was time to... Okay, so that is all that I have for you for the free portion of today's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, then you'll need to become a premium content subscriber. And the rest of this week's episode involves some really good interviews with some pros. I think you'll want to catch some of that. And I'll tell you in just a minute how to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. But For now, that's it. That's about 12 hours of turkeys over a three-day period of time wrapped into one week's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Now, I hope that you guys enjoyed the highlights from the show, and I'm excited to be bringing you more coverage of some of the seminars that I recorded over the coming months. I think there's some really good content in there that can help some of us newer turkey hunters and still serve as a great refresher for those of us with some gray in our turkey beards. Hey, before I cut you loose, though, will you do me one huge favor? Will you please forward this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast to two of your turkey hunting buddies via text message using your podcast player app? It's really easy. So if you pull up your podcast player app, there's a share button on the application, and usually that share button is three circles that are connected by two lines. If you'll click on that button and choose the text or MMS option to forward this show to two of your turkey hunting buddies, I would be very appreciative. And you never know, some of the information that your turkey hunting buddies learn from this week's episode may help keep them from messing up a hunt that you both are enjoying together. Okay, so to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast is very easy and it's very inexpensive. And I'm going to be very quick in telling you how to do it. First thing you need to do is you need to send a text message to the number 44222. In that text message, you need to type one word, Turkey Hunter. Make it one word with no spaces. Send that text to that number. I'll reply back with a text message that asks you to enter only your email address. And when you reply with only your email address, I will then email you a link that you can click on to subscribe to the premium content of the show. Becoming a subscriber to the premium content only costs $12 a year, which is extremely reasonable, especially for this great content that you're getting. And you must use the Podbean application to listen to the premium content of the turkey hunter podcast so you can click on that link in the email set up a username and a password pay your 12 dollars to become a premium subscriber and that'll open up the floodgates for you to be able to get all of the premium content from past episodes the premium content for this week's episode and the premium content for the next 52 weeks as well Okay, thank you guys very much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com